if you want to go down to the stream to get some fish, but you don't have a pole or a string or a smaller fish, we'll grab that darn axe and you'll be all set. You'll be eating fish. It's axe fishing. Hello and welcome back to Axe Fishing Podcast Evolved, where we, uh, three of us gentlemen from the Midwest, talk about Halo as we're kind of replaying all the Halo games. Not kind of, we are replaying all the Halo games in anticipation for Halo Infinite. Uh, I am your uh, first guy who talks in the podcast, Dave. I am the idiot playing an elite in multiplayer, Blaine. And I am your cheating aimbot, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, how's it going, guys? How was playing the last bit of Halo 2? It's good. Um, honestly, I didn't remember that you ended... I don't know, we talked about it last time, but you ended on the Arbiter. Like, for whatever reason, I thought you played as Master Chief in the last mission. Yeah, I uh, I had forgotten about that too. I just assumed that you would end on on Master Chief, but yeah, last mission, uh, the Great Journey, you you do play as the Arbiter, which it was an interesting choice, but it works out. It all it, it ties together. Mm. I had tied one on uh, before playing this mission, so I don't really remember a whole lot of the details. <laughs> all I know is that I. Uh, I think I beat your time, Dave. I can't check because I have already <laughs> uninstalled the game, so I yeah. can't go back and look. Uh, just to free up space, nothing bad. Just uh, had to free up some space on the Xbox. Yeah, okay. don't worry. I've I've uninstalled multiplayer and uh, <laughs> the campaign. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So we, we finished the last mission, uh, the Great Journey, to close out Halo 2's campaign, and then we also sat down and played a decent amount of multiplayer uh last night so let's yeah. uh let's get going to this well since you don't remember uh, the great journey i'll uh mm. i, can... I remember parts of it so andrew has no memory of this at all <laughs> it's just blacked out i blacked out all i know is i i saw the last cutscene and i knew it was done <laughs> actually blaine you have to take it over i don't remember how this one starts uh yeah so you start uh, with your buddy, uh, well, you know, it starts at the end of whatever the last Arbiter mission was, um, where your buddy, the white elite with the one or three mandibles, yep. has the uh, wraith. What's this guy's name? Does he have a name? Yeah, Ratas Vadim. 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 Formerly known as Rotas Vadimi before the Covenant Civil War. Okay. Sure. Whatever. Palladium? Vadim. Mithril. Um, so yeah, he uh he shows up, he's like, Hey, what's up, dude? And he gives you his wraith, which is pretty cool. Oh yeah. He's a nice guy. He's like, Hey, you're you're good at this game. You should you should have the power tank. Um and the first part of the mission is basically you are you're making your way to the control room, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you got to stop Tartar Sauce, because he has yep. the index, and he's going to light the fires and start the great journey. Yep. So, uh, kind of a fun start to the mission, actually, uh, where ghosts come at you about two at a time, and you've got a wraith, and you get to blow them up. Um, I don't know, I thought it was fun. Like, it... it kind of a constant stream of them and it's just a 
shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. As they fly up to you. Yeah, it's a good time. And you roll up on uh, Forerunner building eventually. Uh, ship uh, or a Phantom is shooting at you. I don't know if that's Tartar Sauce himself shooting at you or. Nah, you saw him walk into the building, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. So it's just a random fan- Phantom shooting at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's more wraiths and there's more uh, brutes shooting at you. It's pretty hectic, but good time all around you jump out and then you get to go inside the building um where i think you meet up with hunters right away yeah which is yeah. bad team, which is really cool right yeah. um and so you fight your way through with the two hunters they lasted quite a bit well one died like right away i don't know what happened to him the other one he was he was my bro for a long time because um, they always travel in twos. Yeah, mine weren't super helpful. They went into the first room and they just kind of took all of the bullets in the first room and got me in. And after mm. that, they didn't do a whole lot for me. Oh man, they were kind of lagging behind. Mine were my road dogs. <laughs> right, ride or die. These guys. It was oh, great. Man. That's all I wanted. Yeah, they they fucking wrecked shop for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then eventually, eventually, you get uh, more. You like walk into another like weird prison force field room. There's like this room with a bunch of like little alcoves cut out of it, and they're like force fields um, in front of the alcoves. And if when you kill everybody, I'm pretty sure the little force fields go down. So then you get more, you get some hunters again. Well, and I so I, I forgot about that because what you can do. This is actually a pretty hard room to clear out. I died a couple times. But what you can do is you can blow up those force fields, and then the hunters will oh. get out and wreck shop. But yeah. I completely forgot about that, so I did the same thing. I killed everyone in the room, and then I shot all the force fields open. I was like, man, I should have done this first. Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I guess I did it wrong, too. I thought it was you killed everybody, and then they came back out. No, you gotta. You still got to shoot them down. I was drunk, so I don't really... <laughs> No, yeah, I definitely died about twice, and I was like, hang on, I wonder if you can shoot the little things, because there's like little projection force field devices, yeah. you know, locking them in there, so I shot the one, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, so it went from, this This is a hard room to, you shoot them and release them, and I feel like even the buddies then that you release, they go and shoot other doors open, right. mm-hmm. yeah, so it's just like, it was, it turned that into a really easy part. Yeah, I died a lot, and I was really frustrated when I figured that out after all the brutes were dead. <laughs> yeah, I would just go invisible, and then yep. kind of like stick my head out, shoot one of the brutes, and then go back and wait for my invisibility to charge up, and then pop my head out and do it that way. That's exactly what I did, too. So yeah, you kind of move through um, the level, more inside corridors and that kind of stuff. Eventually popping out to find the sergeant. Yeah, Sergeant Johnson. Yep. Yeah. He's in a scarab. Yeah. Well, is Tartar Sauce standing next to him? Or is he... So you run into Tartar Sauce and all the brutes on like a landing pad. And um, he's kind of like... I don't know. He kind of yells at you and you're like, you suck. And he's like, you suck. Go kill him, everyone else. And they're all like, okay, cool. And then they, they try and kill him. And... uh Kill you, and he runs away, and then biggest scarab walks up, and uh, Sergeant Johnson's operating it, and there's 
kind of a cool little dialogue. He's like, listen, you don't like me. I sure as hell don't like you. But if we don't do something, Mr. Mohawk's going to light this ring and we're all going to die. And then he goes, well, Tartarus, Tartarus locked himself in the control room. And Johnson kind of gets a little smile and says, well, I happen to have a key. And then the Scarab's cannon opens up. And then you're going to go blow some shit up with Johnson and the Scarab, which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So then two Banshees fly up. They drop off their Banshees for you. And you are supposed to escort the impenetrable Scarab, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's a little silly. Like, I think literally you can just like jump into the scarab, and it will just walk its way there. Mm-hmm. And so you never actually have to do anything or kill anyone. No, you can just hang out. You can just hang out in there. Or if you have died twenty-five times, you realize you can just fly past everyone and sit kind of nearby the door. And eventually, Johnson makes his way through the the valley, basically. And blasts open the door for you. Yeah. That little valley sucks. If you actually, I tried to like fight it just like I normally do and kill everything, but it's so hard because it's narrow and there's no checkpoints and you can't aim down in the Banshee and like hover. So you just have to do big swooping things, which is so frustrating. So I died maybe five times and then I was like, I'm done. I'm over this. And then I just flew through the whole thing. Oh yeah, I died. I died so many. It was a checkpoint where I would fly up, kill the the four guys that were on the ledge. They had little turrets shooting at you. Yep. They were pretty easy. But then two specters would be on the ground. You'd kill one and then kill the other. And then banshees would start flying down. And, oh man, those banshees, they hurt. And it seems like your banshee, as soon as your shield breaks, you are dead. Like... Yeah. It's yeah. I don't I don't know if that's intended or not, but it seems like you die so quickly. Like one more shot after your shield breaks, you're just done for. Um, but yeah, that that checkpoint I repeated so many times that eventually I'm like maybe I can skip it, and yeah, flew past everything. I was like, this is this is dumb. This is a another one of the Halo like oh yeah, I've got a vehicle, just gonna avoid everything and not play the game the way that. It, developers meant to, it to be played i don't know uh yeah i was glad you guys told me to do that um before i played it because i i tried to, to do it the the proper way like twice and then i said yeah fuck it i'm gonna just fly to, <laughs> fly to the end and wait yep and sure enough yeah, yeah that works i actually landed right in front of the door but i kind of like i put the banshee right in front of it because that'd be fun to watch it blow up and then i kind of walked off to the side mm-hmm. uh but it doesn't. I was still too close, and Johnson just yells at you, and he's like, "Get out of the way! You want to move? What? What are you gonna get out of there? Like that kind of stuff." And so, but yeah, then he uh, lights up the scarab can and blasts the door, which is which is pretty cool. Hey, bastards! Knock, knock! Blows it open. Yep. So you go in. Did you guys uh, bring your banshee with you, or did you walk the rest of the way? I walked like a chump. Yeah, I just landed on the thing and then ran in the hole that he blew open. Yeah, no, so if you uh, break off the wings of your Banshee, you can fly it all the way up to the the final boss or the final mission, I guess, or whatever. Mm. Oh, really? Yep. Cool. So the the four brutes that pop out, or the, I don't know, the four or six, I yeah. ran, like, three of them over and then fuel rod gunned the rest <laughs> down. 
Cool. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Again, I, I tried to do it like two or three times and died, and I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll just go invisible and run past him. It's so easy to just go invisible and run past him. That's, yep. that's, that's what I did for like the last half of this game. <laughs> I like the, the last fight was kind of fun. It was a little hard, but there was like little underground tunnels, but with clear roofs, which was weird. And so you could run under there and they, they, I mean, they should be able to see you, but they couldn't see me. So then I would run to one corner, jump up, shoot one guy, jump back in the hole, run to the other corner, pop up, shoot another guy. And I kind of just did that until I had cleared it out. But it was kind of fun. Nice. But yeah, you kill all those guys. And then I think you're into final fight scene territory, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you walk up, you find uh, Tartarus. He's holding uh, Captain Keys. Oh, she, it was a cutscene, I guess, and he's kind of like, I don't know, he's threatening her, telling her to place the icon in the the uh, control room. And so, I think, because I think she has to do it, because she's a reclaimer. Right. And I don't remember, he kind of hits her a bunch of, somehow he gets her to do that. Johnson yeah. and uh, the Arbiter show up, and Tartarus is yelling at uh, 343 Guilty Spark, and Johnson says, don't shake the light bulb. And he's yeah. aiming a beam rifle at Tartarus's head, which is pretty cool. I love Johnson so much. They should do a, a standalone Sergeant Johnson game. Oh, they had a Sergeant Johnson book. That's yeah. cool, right? They should make a game, though. <laughs> yeah, it's called ODST, Dave. Yeah, that's literally that. That's what that game is. Yeah, you don't. You didn't no. like it. Johnson's not in that one. Is he? I don't think he is. I don't know, actually. I don't think he is, because it takes place during the events of Halo 3, or 2. Yeah. 2 and 3. And it'd, be, it'd be good if he was... Sure. Yeah. So yeah, the boss fight. Uh, it's Tartarus, your kind of main big bad guy that you've been button heads with the entire time. That's right. He activated um, He activated the ring. Mm-hmm. So now you gotta beat his ass. Yep. You gotta kill him and then stop it. Uh, he's got a big ass hammer and an uh, impenetrable force field that is it? only. Well, I thought so. I mean, I this was my okay. My main problem with this fight is that I had no idea if shooting him did anything or how to turn like because he. You're right. He does have a shield, and it when you shoot him, it doesn't make any indication that it's doing any damage. Correct. So then I was like, okay, well maybe I just won't shoot him. But then the shield never went away. So then I yeah. would just, then I would just shoot him, and then the well, shield would go away. Sergeant Sergeant Johnson is yep. assisting you. He's got a uh, Covenant sniper rifle, yeah. and he if he hits Tartar Sauce twice, his Three shield times. goes away. Three times. Three times. Okay. I had to Google this because I couldn't remember how to beat Tartar Sauce because I knew there was something with the shield. I figured it had something to do with Johnson because I could see the beam rifle. But, like, I could never get Johnson to really uh, predictably shoot Tartarus. I don't know. I, th- this fight ended just sort of abruptly for me. Like, I wasn't even on the same platform as him. And then yeah. he died. How, how drunk like, were you? Pretty drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Johnson just got pissed. Like, fine, I'll kill him, I guess. I was shooting him the whole time. <laughs> this shield does, is, is only down for, like, a second. Yeah, it's it's a hot second, if that. I mean, it's yeah. it's really quick. I died it once. Took me three tries. The first try, actually, he got 
kind of stuck on something. I kind of glitched out where Tartarus just wasn't moving. But also, Sergeant Johnson wasn't shooting him. And so I, I was like, oh, man, I'm just going to beat this thing right now. And there's like all these elites just wrecking Tartarus, and I'm shooting with everything. But the shield isn't going down, and nothing's happening. And that went on for a minute, maybe more. And then finally, something happened, and he got loose and just smacked me in the face with a hammer. Yeah, no, he, he got stuck for me a couple times. Because um, it's a three-tiered platform, I guess, where it has a little teleporter in the middle. And he would get stuck on the very edge of the bottom teleporter. And so, like, I was throwing grenades at his feet, trying to, like, nudge him into the teleporter. And, like, I, I think I punched him once. He eventually did turn around and chase me then. But <laughs> it made the fight forever long because, yeah, Johnson can't hit him when he's on the bottom level. And so, I don't know, it's it's a weird thing that I don't remember that ever being a problem in the original version. Yeah, I don't. I didn't remember running into that kind of issue. I never went to the bottom version. I honestly thought it was a two tier thing till you just said three tier. Um, yeah, because I, I went up to the top, but I don't know if Tartarus ever even left the middle section for me. No. Uh, now who's drunk? But <laughs> it really wasn't that hard of a fight, though. No, right. I thought it was going to be way harder. I, think but... I only. It took me three tries because the second time I. I jumped off the edge by accident, mm. which is really frustrating because I had been making some progress. Um, and of course, you have to start all the way over. I, but. speaking of jumping off the edge for terrible reasons, right away the beginning of this this uh, mission, uh, it, it like it you get in the tank and it's pointed directly <laughs> at the building. Yep. So and I just drove straight and there's a fucking cliff and I died. <laughs> <laughs> I just like drove a cliff, drove right off the cliff, and I was like, "Ah, cool." You're supposed to do like a 180 degree turn to start the mission. Uh, I started heading that direction, but then I stopped and turned around, and then followed the obvious path. That's great that you went off the edge. Yeah, I was like, "Hell yeah!" Get in, get in my turn. The fight with Tartarus really wasn't that bad, though. Once I didn't jump off and kill myself, and knew what to do. It just takes a little bit of time. You just got to kind of be patient and keep moving around. Um, but it did end kind of abruptly. And I remember that from before, too. Just all of a sudden, he just falls over. And then it takes a little bit. And there's other brutes that were shooting at me. So I, I was nervous that I was going to die after he died because other brutes were shooting at me. Uh, but then it finally went to the cutscene. So I made it through. And then that's it. That's the game. <laughs> like a very uh, abrupt. A terrible ending to a great game. No, it's not a terrible ending at all. The last cutscene is awesome. No, I'm saying like like that's <laughs> it for gameplay though. Like, could you like? No. All of a sudden, the fight ends, and you're like, "Oh, well, was that it?" And then you just get some cool cutscenes, and you're like, "Oh, I guess that was it." <laughs> I suppose it's not quite the same as final warthog run, sprint onto the ship as everything blows up. Yeah, that's how you end a game, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, so, yeah, you get the cutscene. So, basically, I don't know where Keys comes from, but she just, like, starts jumping, ducking around on this these platforms that you'd been fighting on, and she gets to the main control system, and she, like, snatches the index uh, out of the controls, and apparently that shuts down 
the Halo um, sequence, which is kind of weird, right? Right. So, uh, you know, it the Halo ring was like charging up its blast, you know, Dragon Ball Z style, but then it sort of fizzles out and it kind of sends out this little uh, beacon um, into space. And, there, you know, Captain Keys is like, well, what the hell was that? And Guilty Spark's still there. And he says, oh, it's a beacon. Um, what's it communicating with? Uh, it's communicating with the other installations. And it's like, uh-oh, how many more halos are there? And then a little, like, hologram shows up, and there's, like, seven different halos. But you can see that, um, like, one of the halos is already um, blown up. Whoops. Whoopsie. And then there's, like, a, there's like a little... Uh, there's like a little warning indication on the other halo, which is probably the one that you were on. Yep. Installation 04. It says air it says air 404. Oh, not found. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so then Guilty Spark explains that you know when there's like a weird um disruption in the the firing of one of the halos, it phones home back to um sort of like the master system like the, the the home base which is called the arc that now they could sort of if you were on the arc you could do a remote activation um to fire off the halo so now all of a sudden like all these halos are primed for for Schuston, and all it would take is somebody to, to be at the arc to push the button to launch all the halos that sounds really bad it does yeah so then they ask where's where's the arc at and then cut to the <laughs> cut to the master chief because gosh you wouldn't want to know too much about all that you got it there's a whole other game coming yeah so then you're you, it fades back to master chief and he's exiting slip space on his forerunner ship right heading straight to earth and you go over to lord hood and he, they're all like we've got contact there's an unknown ship and whatever and Lord Hood says, take it out. It's not one of ours. And Master Chief says, hey, hold on. This is Spartan 117. Can anyone hear me? Lord Hood says, Master Chief, you mind telling me what you're doing on that ship? And then Master Chief says, sir, finishing this fight. And then you're just like, oh, shit, finishing this fight. I want to keep playing. And then yeah, it fades to black. Yeah. And you don't get to play for another three <laughs> <laughs> I remember that so well, finishing this fight, and you're like, oh, hell yes, let's do this. Mm. And then the credits roll, and you're like, mm -hmm. motherfucker. So disappointing. <laughs> oh, man. That's why the tagline for Halo 3 was finish the fight. It's just, mm. goddamn. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Uh, so then the credits play, and then there's a little epilogue um, where it goes back to uh, High Charity. Now the flood have basically taken over High Charity, and the Grave Mind says some like poeticy, weird Grave Mindy shit. Silence fills the empty grave now that I have gone, but my mind is not at rest. For questions linger on. I will ask, and you will answer. And then Cortana shows up, and she's like, "Okay, shoot." <laughs> So yeah, that's it. Um, was there um, a legendary ending to this one, like we had in Halo 1? I don't believe so. I think it's just, it is what it is. Disappointing. In every, in every sense, 
the last mission in Halo 2 is a disappointment. <laughs> That's not great. Apparently, there's an anniversary epilogue cutscene. I didn't see this. According to the Pedia, it cuts back to Jameson Locke and the Arbiter, kind of like how it starts off. And oh, yeah. I, this didn't happen for me. Maybe you got to beat it on Legendary. Maybe you got to go to YouTube. Yeah, I guess I didn't get the Anniversary Edition vlog either. Oh, that's what it says. Anniversary well, vlog is the whole thing. I'm going to have to look this up now. I uninstalled <laughs> it. Only I can find it now. <laughs> final final thoughts on uh, the campaign before we start talking about multiplayer. Overall, the campaign... I mean, we kind of talked about this last episode where you know, I said it was the Empire Strikes Back of the Halo trilogy. It it improved upon all the things that Halo 1 did, except it didn't stick the landing as well as Halo 1 did. So, But, I mean, they, they knew that they were going to make it a trilogy at this point, so... They they had to leave a cliffhanger ending for the next game. So, see, I completely disagree. I think it in, in every aspect where they could have improved on Halo One, I think they did. I think all every single new thing they brought to it was an improvement. There wasn't mm-hmm. a single thing that they added that I thought, man, they should have left that out. And I thought all of the Arbiter missions. No, it was it was good. I really really enjoyed this one a lot. A lot more than I even remembered. Even though Gravemind uh, and whatever one, High Charity, was uh, it was just so bad. But the campaign was a ton of fun. If they could have... I, I understand where they had to do or why they chose to include the Arbiter. Um, because they wanted to give you a perspective uh, from the mm-hmm. Covenant side. But, like, make his missions not suck. Or, like, why Why do they have to re-explain what the Halos do for the first half of the game? Right? We already know what the Halos do. Could they? I feel like they could have made it, I don't know, they yeah, could have made no. it better. I think it's playing into the whole thing with the Covenant, right? Where they don't know what it does. And so it lets I you know. know they're not trying, like, their great journey, they don't actually think their great journey is, like, we're going to kill everything, and that's what sends us on our great journey. They think it's... Yeah, you know, but the only reason why they don't know that is because they... that. I mean, we know that, though. So I don't know what... It doesn't really serve a, too much of a point to... I like it. I like watching them figure it out. Sure. When this one, it, it seemed like there was kind of an unnecessary amount of we're going to tell you what you already know over and over again, and... Yeah, it, the Master Chief missions are just so much more fun. and They are. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with that. The Arbiter missions are my least fun missions in the game. But I don't think they're bad. Yeah, uh, I, and I think they, they kind of took away the, the sense of wonder with the original Halo of like, oh, what what's happening next and where am I going and that kind of stuff. Whereas Arbiter missions are just like, I guess I'm here as an elite doing this. Like, <laughs> we all joked together that we so we watched all the terminals and we found out the the first uh arbiter mission you're fighting the heretic and that station that you're fighting him is literally like next door to the wreckage of the original halo yeah none of us had the idea that that was anywhere nearby that <laughs> which explains why 343 guilty spark is there right 
He yep. just flew to the closest planet, and it happened to be where the heretic is. And it's just like, okay, cool. But whatever. Well, I was thinking about that. That makes sense, though, right? It makes sense that it's close by because the, the covenant was on the first Halo ring. And so there's this little, and it makes sense the installation would be close to it because the, the Halo is Forerunner. The uh, research station is Forerunner. So yep. it makes sense that they'd be close to them. And so. Would it, though? These are, these are aliens who have faster than light travel in space they could they could put a research station wherever they wanted right yeah well why wouldn't you it's hanging off a big cable right so uh, like if they they probably don't want to put too much shit down there like makes sense that it'd be close to a bigger building that you can go back to especially especially if shit goes bad if everything breaks bad and you got to cut the cable you might want to be close to something yeah but 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 it's the it so the the research station is hanging from a cable on a forerunner whatever installation above a gas giant planet right like it's it's completely separate from the halo right the halo was, the halo was a weapon that could that can kill any organic matter in a galaxy so it doesn't even they don't have to be right next to each other they built they built a power weapon to wipe out all life and they have they have spaceships that can basically teleport I think it's fine. I mean, it doesn't need to be there, but I don't think it doesn't make sense that it's there. Well, it doesn't. Okay, it's just it's just like a a stupid coincidence that they were just like, oh well. I think it makes sense that it's there. It doesn't need to be, but I think it makes sense that it would be. They needed an excuse to bring three four three back in, and they couldn't. I don't know it. The way that the the game sets it up is, you know, you're looking at the Arbiter and it's like, okay, he's back at the main capital and some time has passed and, you know, he's being stripped of his rank and honor and he's going to be the Arbiter and so now he has to go do this mission. They So it's like, it seems like you're being sent off to some far they off... Send, they send him right back to where he was. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> yeah. They, they set it up that he's going somewhere else to do something, some secret mission. It's like, no, no, you're going to go right back to your giant failure pile and you're going to, I don't know, die. You're, you're the Suicide Squad, so just, just go do it. Like, see, they th- what what they could have done is they could have they could have had him land on um, the the next Halo ring, right? Like the Heretics could have been this like splinter group of elites who have decided that they are going to claim um, the next Halo ring that they that is found, and they're gonna they're gonna prevent anybody from firing it off because they know what it does. Right, so they they landed on there, and they they ran into the monitor of the Delta Halo, and through talking, so it doesn't have to be three four three guilty spark. It could be any any of the the monitors, uh, and they talked to it, and they found out that the Great Journey is a, is a is a big load of shit. So then, when you're the Arbiter, they send you to that Delta Halo to reclaim, like do what you you were supposed to do the first time, but do it right this time. Yeah, and the, but like instead they just send you to this like shitty stupid planet and and reintroduce you to a character who basically does the exact same thing he did in the first game. His his only he just says the same. I don't know. I like that. That 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 seems to make so much more sense. Because then yeah, if you're the arbiter on that new Halo or Delta Halo, then the Master Chief saga or part of it 
you could end up meeting in person and like you're already there as the arbiter and maybe you've just figured it out and maybe tartar sauce has just betrayed you um or or arbiter is like just showing up as master chief kills regret and they tackle each other off the ledge and they're you know plummeting to the bottom of the ocean and that's when gravemind picks them up you know like there are right. there are kind of different ways to kind of do that like and to me yeah that that seems like it would make so much more sense to do it that it's, way it's just as arbitrary like the the way that the the way that the covenant find the next halo is that they like they 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 jump into you know slip space or whatever from inside of earth or you know they're like on earth and they're like oh shit we got to get out of here and then they just I don't know. It seems like they do a random jump, and they're like, "Oh, hey, we f- we found a halo when we came out." There's there's got to be a reasoning behind that. Like they, I think they'd already found it. Yeah, like, high I, charity's close by. I don't think that that was the random. I, jump but out. no, but high charity came out of slip space when 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 you're Master Chief on Delta Halo, and you're getting up to the building where the Prophet of Regret That's is. That's true. That's and, true. And they can travel in like basically teleport anywhere they want so like obviously they hadn't been there because otherwise there would have been more of them there i think that's kind of true let me look into that i I don't know it it seems like they they would have to know otherwise like yeah that's really (laughs) that's really shoddy writing of oh they just randomly guessed and they found one of the seven halos well, they wouldn't randomly jump though, because like the whole point, like when Miranda's following them, they make a point to say, like, without any destination coordinates, we're not going to know where we're going to go. Yeah, like, that, but that's that's because. But the covenant but the, wouldn't do that. Why would the covenant do that? If they didn't know where they were going, they would have just put in the coordinates for high charity. Like they clearly right. meant to go there. I don't think so. I think that they've got they've got better AI who can do the math to make sure that they can. They they're more accurate at jumping wherever they but want. But why would they? But if they didn't like. Why would they just randomly when they're leaving Earth? Why would they just jump randomly? So that the people couldn't follow. Yeah, but like again, no, because the space is infinitely huge. Like they're not gonna just plop out right next to another Halo accidentally. Like yeah, no. If they if it, if that really is the case, and I'm not saying Andrew, you're wrong. I it, it could be, but like. If that is like the actual canon, like they just stumbled upon it, that's kind of stupid, <laughs> right? But, like, but if they if they already knew about it, why would they make such a big deal about the first one blowing up? Well, because it's part of the journey. Yeah, yeah, it's still part of the religious symbol. It's like if you found Noah's Ark and that blew up, you'd still be sad, even though you know, even though you had Noah's second ark. Yeah, Noah's other ark. Yeah, it's a huge relic. I don't yeah. think it matters. Yeah. Anyway, this is a good good tangent. Um back on track. So uh along the way there are terminals uh that you can watch and you can find and there are achievements that go with them. We stumbled across a couple of them uh on accident and which is fine, I guess. Like I don't know how you're supposed to actually enjoy them. Maybe there's a film room. There is. Okay. So in the game, you can like watch them after the fact, after you find them all. But like trying to find them and then piece together what they all say would be a pain. So we watched a YouTube video. I think we all watched it, um, and it basically just talks about the Arbiter. Like it's all about him, and so the little bit of history of 
the actual character yourself, it's what is Vadim? Vadim? Isn't it Vadimi? Vadimi, yeah. No, his so, name is. I think. So the other the other elite's name is Vadimi too. I think that's right. It's Fel Vadim and Ratas Vadim. Yeah, there you go. I I think so, Vadim is sort of a title maybe or something. Oh, okay. So anyway, Fel, the guy you are is uh they they kind of go into his history of like he's killed a lot of humans <laughs> like a lot of humans he was a really good uh captain one of the youngest to be promoted um became a fleet master or supreme commander whatever they call it so basically he was a super badass and not only would he was he really good in space but he would like go down with the ground forces and fight on the ground and kill humans in hand-to-hand combat like he he did it all and so he was hugely highly regarded among the the covenant and so his failure with the the original halo ring uh condemned him to be the arbiter but they they kind of reveal over time uh the the past lives of the arbiters um throughout time they used these arbiters or the prophets used these arbiters to quell rebellions or do these specific tasks um but the the interesting part that 343 points out is the the prophets would specifically create these uh incidences of failure from these arbiters to then force them to don the armor of the arbiters Mm -hmm. to then go do these missions and so it was kind of a twofold thing of the arbiters would go and do the mission and accomplish the task and die in the process, but also these arbiters were getting so much recognition and so much power and so much renown that they were, in a way, threatening the prophets um, from keeping the power, basically. Right. Well, and the, the kind of the third thing full of that is the arbiter position was held in high esteem. And so right. I think you know, that adds another layer where as soon as these people that you know, the prophets saw, oh man, they've got this following, they're doing a lot of good stuff, they can maybe overthrow us, they give them the arbiter position and they take it gratefully. And then they run off to die gratefully and the prophets are just in the background like you know, wringing their fingers together because it's like, you know, they're happy to go run into the fray and, and take themselves out. Yeah. So it's, it's a really kind of cool backstory. Um, to help describe the arbiter and i wish they could have conveyed that in the original game better that it's like you are a huge badass really as the arbiter like you know you you're even probably more powerful than master chief or have been more impactful up until that point as as fell vetemi than master chief has but yeah, the one human thing where they're kind of talking about his background, I think they say that their chances of winning the war with the Covenant, as long as he's in charge, were zero. And so like, the only way they're going to beat him is if they take him out specifically because of his tactics and, and everything else. So, right. And they, yeah. they even say, too, like, with the Covenant, they're so predictable on all their things. And that's a, a history, or, like, the, the book that I read and what I remember is the, the Forerunner technology that they've adopted they don't really improve on it they just go oh this is what it is and we're using it and so they'd also look at the tactics and it's these are the tactics this is what we're going with and so the the little bit of trouble they've had with humans are because 
humans are just wild cards. We don't even know what we're doing ourselves, and, you know, good things can happen when you're just going crazy and doing human things. But he, this Arbiter, Thelvatomy, is, like, one of the only ones that can, like, think for himself, apparently, and can outsmart humans when it comes to tactics. So, just to backtrack a little bit on what I said, their names are so similar. So, the Arbiter is Thelvatom, spelled V-A-D-A-M, and the other dude is Ratas Vadum, V-A-D-U-M. So, it's Vadam Vadum. They they aren't related. Their names are just almost identical. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I like the terminals, though. I liked, I, I mean, I think it was a fun addition. Um, but yeah, like you said, actually trying to like, I mean, you can make a point to go find them kind of like the skulls, which I don't think we've talked about in any of the episodes, but mm-hmm. you know, if you make, if you make a point to go look at it, that kind of adds another layer to the game, but uh, I enjoyed just Googling them <laughs> and watching them. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, that is Halo 2 campaign. Uh, we also, mm-hmm. like I said, we sat down and we played some Halo 2 multiplayer. Uh, which is really cool because you can, or playing multiplayer in the Master Chief Collection is pretty cool because you can just check whatever games you want to play maps from and then also kind of, you know, what missions you want to, or not missions, uh, game types that you want to play, which I thought it was really well done. And so we played the Halo 2 Classic and the Halo 2 Anniversary uh, maps, and it was I thought just like the campaign, it held up. Um, I would go back and play more Halo 2 multiplayer. I had a really good time. Yeah, I thought the Halo 2 multiplayer held up better than the Halo 1 multiplayer. Yep, definitely. They were both fine. <laughs> they were both fine, yeah. I, I Well, I, I'm saying they held up better, right? So, like, e- even though the battle rifle is basically the pistol of Halo 1, where it seemed like no matter what game mode we were playing, we always spawned with battle rifles, and it takes more than three shots in the head to kill someone, so you, you at least have more time to sort of fight back. Um, but, like, the maps, uh, I, maybe it's just that, like, I, I, play, I played a lot of Xbox Live. Like, this is this is the game that put Xbox Live on the map, right? Like, without Halo 2, the, I don't know, like... It proved that um, online multiplayer for a console could be a thing. Yeah. Um, yep. So I played a shitload of it when it came out, um, and it was great to go back and play the levels. I especially liked um, when they had the anniversary edition, like remakes of some of the classic maps. Those were those were fun because it was like going back to it. It looked like I remembered it looking. I'm sure. If we yeah. actually played classic editions of those maps, they would have sucked. Like when we played Zanzibar, and then we played whatever the remake of Zanzibar was. Mm-hmm. Like the re- the remake. Well, one that was we just got our asses handed to us, so <laughs> it, it was that wasn't fun. But it, it looked it looked so good. Our, yeah. yeah. So we also came to the conclusion that the game is only fun when you win, and when you don't win, it's not fun. <laughs> so. We we got absolutely rinsed a few times where like yeah. we we ended up playing a snipers match. Um, fuck, I can't remember the name of the the level. Um, anyway, sort of like a like a, a city 
streets level where you you start on like the started on a street or like one side's like on a street and the other side's like up in some buildings and you can like go through the alleyways and whatever yeah and has a broken scarab kind of in the back yep yeah and it was snipers and they turn off the radar um but you have infinite sniper ammo and i'm pretty sure this guy had a fucking aim bot because it was like it was unreal this guy you would spawn and you would die instantly Oh, he absolutely had an aimbot because he would he would turn around corners and he would just snap to your face. Yeah, it was incredible. There, there are people who are very good at first person shooters, and they understand they understand like where you're supposed to keep your reticle to make sure that it's always at head height and things like that. But this fucking guy, like, he, there was one time I he didn't see me, so I shot at him, and because I'm terrible, I hit him in the body. Um, and then he went around, he went around a box to get his shields back up. And then when he was coming around the corner, he shot the ground, like immediately in front of him, right before he got around the corner and I could see the bullet hit the ground. And then as soon as he got around the corner, I died because he shot me in the head. So it's like, this guy is just like clicking the button as fast yep. as he can. And then as soon as the aimbot picks you up, you're dead. He just had to establish line of sight for yeah. sure. So shitty. <laughs> um, and then the other ones where like this is this has always been a problem with Halo is as soon as people drop from the game, it becomes lopsided and it's not fair or fun anymore. Yep. Oh, it's just a massacre. It's especially in the any of the objective ones, like with the flags. Oh uh, my god. As soon as you lose teams, maybe yeah, so we're playing eight on eight on the new Zanzibar and Right away, we had two guys drop, and so it's eight on six. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but the other team just knew where all the power weapons were, and they knew where the spawn points were, and so they would just get in position. And we're supposed to be capturing their flag, and you couldn't even move. I would spawn getting shot. One time I spawned getting meleeed because they were just camping out the the things. Oh man, it was just a beatdown. I yeah. want to say that was a complete pre-made. So that was a big team battle. So it's an eight on eight. Yeah. I, I swear that was a full-on pre-made eight-person team. It might have been. Like the amount of just a, a very coordinated effort. It was so yeah. coordinated, and like every guy, like there was only one guy here, and there's only one guy here, and they were all covering the spawns, and they all had, you know, only one guy was going to grab the sniper rifle, and they weren't fighting over stuff, and like. Oh. They yeah. were posted up that yep. just perfectly. One guy was sniping the beach. One guy had the rocket launcher up top. Yep. Two people guarding where you go into the flag. Two people guarding. Yeah, it was it was extraordinarily coordinated. But. Awful time. Because that was the, <laughs> the remastered version. And for whatever reason, my Xbox couldn't handle it. Like, I was losing frames. And it, I would finally, like, as soon as I looked at the windmill in the middle, my, my frames dropped to about three. And it was just like, what's going? And then I'm dead. And... <laughs> Before I can even think what's going on, it just, oh man, yeah, was was not a good time. So they introduce the elite characters um, in multiplayer. You can play as them, yeah, and it's bad. Um, their their head, I don't know, their hitboxes are just bigger in general. Mm-hmm. Um, also, their heads are center mass on their body. Uh, elites are slightly hunched forward and they have longer necks, but. Um, Basically, it turns uh, any body shot or mid-upper chest shot into a headshot on elites. And so a lot of the game types we played were excessively sniper-based. And yeah. 
Oh man, the I was just I I couldn't I couldn't understand how everyone was dropping me with headshots, and I was having a hard time. And then the last two two or three games, I switched to a Spartan. I'm like, oh, it's because I was the bad character, like yeah. And so then I was like shooting other elites. Yeah, it took until you actually shot another elite, and you're like, yeah. wow, this is a lot easier. What have I been doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So we did play the the anniversary edition and the classic edition in the same. So it was like we would we would get anniversary mode, one match, and then the next match, you know, we could have gotten classic. But what was what what was kind of weird jarring i guess was that the anniversary edition is is built off of the halo 5 engine so everything looks and feels like halo 5 um like the they move the or no yeah yeah so your shields aren't above your your motion tracker um the motion tracker doesn't tell you if people are above you or below you it just shows a red dot that there's someone there um you can when you walk over the weapon spawns It'll have like a little white circle um, if if the weapon is there and if the weapon's been taken, it's like a like a little gray circle with a line going through it. So you can like, even though the weapon's not there, you know that a weapon spawns there, which is strange. Um, kind of helpful, I guess, but like it's weird. And then well, the most like, trigger is the opposite. You can tell in the anniversary. You can tell if they're up or down. In uh, classic, it's just a dot. Yeah, and it's just. It's just weird. They added like a um, a silenced SMG to the game. Um, they added gun gooses. Um, like I don't even think yeah. mongoose is mon- the mongoose was a thing in Halo Two. No, I don't think so. No, yeah. Oh, the the assault rifle. Yeah. From Halo Five is there now. That's um, pretty good. Yeah, it's decent. It's not bad. So I it's. It took a little get, getting used to, and like almost the entire night, I was like, "God, I hate this new Halo. It's not the same as Halo 2. But by the end, it's just like, "Oh well." I mean, it's it is what it is, and it seemed fine. Yeah. Because at least Halo Five multiplayer was the best part of Halo Five. Yeah. Whereas like Halo Four multiplayer sucked. <laughs> yep. Um But Halo Four campaign was okay. Yeah. Right. And then they they totally flipped it for halo 5 well it's not a spoiler every (laughs) single episode i think blaine and i have said how much we hate halo 5 campaign (laughs) yeah we're not really looking forward to that i'm so excited to finally beat it (laughs) anyway so i don't know you guys have any closing thoughts i mean my i'll i'll say my my piece is that i really enjoyed i enjoyed halo 2 multiplayer more than i enjoyed halo 1 multiplayer and i'm i guess i'm looking forward to Halo 3 multiplayer, because I think that's probably... No, actually, Halo Reach multiplayer I'm looking forward to the most. I really liked... Yeah, I liked Halo 2 multiplayer more than Halo 1, just because Halo 1 multiplayer, I felt like the really way to enjoy it was like at a Halo party. Like, that would be the way to actually enjoy it. And I wouldn't go back. Once we we played it, I was glad I played it, but then I'm like, I don't need to do this again. but Halo 2, I actually enjoyed it a lot, not just for the nostalgia. And I I mean, I could see myself going back, you know, downloading them all in the Master Chief collection and selecting that as one of my games to like load into. And mm-hmm. I I would I would enjoy that. Um, but 
yeah, I, th- I thought it was a really good time. I liked the switch between the the new and the old, um, but I do think I liked the new more. I think the old just kind of it was a little more nostalgia, but uh, as far as like repeatability and, and playing it now, I, I really liked the the new a lot. Mm-hmm. I think overall I prefer the original Halo better. Um, a lot of that is nostalgia reasons for sure. Uh, I no doubt Halo Two functionally is better uh, it's newer it plays smoother it's more innovative when it comes to multiplayer and campaign yeah campaign levels are a little bit better overall i guess but it still doesn't match the original wonder that halo had um and then like dave said that the actual halo parties the you know getting 16 guys in a basement and just going at it um you know it just it it doesn't Halo 2 will never match up to that. I don't think any game will. Um, oh man, we did, but we did Halo 2 Halo parties in our in our house. Yeah, For, but some of the best nights that I had playing Halo 2 were the Halo parties. Sure, but they were more forgettable for me. I guess I don't know. I <laughs> I, I definitely remember the original Halo uh, Halo parties so much better than the Halo 2 parties. Hmm. I think you're I think you're remembering some Halo 2 Halo parties as Halo 1 Halo parties. This is really funny to me cuz Blame is uh, you're 100% still looking at Halo 1 through your rose tinted glasses even oh, though we sure. we just played it. And I think it's really funny cuz I I actually I actually kind of agree with you. I don't know though. I I get what you're saying cuz I objectively I think Halo 2 is a better game in every aspect. But there's something about the first Halo, especially the campaign. Although, I don't know, I think Halo 2 is a better campaign, too. I really think in every aspect it's a better game. But there's something about the fact that the Halo 1 was so unique at the time and just stood out from everything. That, right. I don't know. I, I know what you're saying, but I, I think you're fundamentally flawed and that Halo 2 is just a, objectively a better game. <laughs> But I still kind of agree with you. If you were to give both games to someone that's never played them today, like, obviously, yeah, they will pick Halo 2, I would say, 10 times out of 10. Like, it's, yeah, it is the better game. But, yeah, no, my uh, rose-tinted glasses, you're you're 100% right with that. It's just, I I don't know if that will ever change. Like, it, I will probably always go back to the original Halo before any of the other Halos. That's mm. really funny. I, I definitely get it, but yeah, it's really fun, especially because we just played it. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm really excited for, for Halo 3 multiplayer because that was the one that I uh, played the most, at least like by myself, logging into Xbox Live and playing with you know, random people on Xbox. Halo 3 is how I spent my freshman year of college. I'd, I'd be willing to say that Halo 3 is the the de facto halo of like what people remember and what people remember playing and what the the, the standard was set with halo 3 i want to say and that's why yeah. 4 and 5 don't match up you whether it's multiplayer campaign reach gets close but it's not quite halo 3 yeah i'm excited for reach too cuz yeah reach was reach was a ton of fun too uh but yeah halo 3 was just in in my memory so I guess so we're going to play Halo 3 next so I can talk a little bit more about it, I guess. So in my memory, Halo 1 was great. Halo 2 improved in every way on Halo 1. 
and Halo 3 improved in every way on Halo 2. And then there's kind of a fall off afterward. And so I'm really pumped, especially the way Halo 2 ends and just getting amped up to play Halo 3. I'm, I'm really excited for it. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we're going to jump into that. We're going to start off playing uh, probably the first three missions again. Uh, the first one, Arrival, is just a cutscene, but then we'll do Sierra 117, The Crow's Nest, and uh, Savo Highway. And so, yeah, we'll play through those and be back next week to, to talk about it. So, thanks again for listening. Thanks for uh, following us all the way through Halo 2. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, Craig.